Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. As I say, morning to you all. Uh, Shall we begin? The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. God is close to those who trust in him. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the light of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and for ever. Amen. This morning's psalm, uh, it's a wonderful psalm of joy uh, for restoration, because of restoration. And again, it it struck me that it's something that uh, as we come out of COVID, hopefully, as as we move forward, uh, it's a psalm that we could say to the Lord in thanks for for restoring us, for bringing us out of this really challenging time. This psalm was perhaps dedicated to the end of the exile in Babylon, as uh, the remnant of Israel was brought home. So, Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. It's well worth reading that one again, if you have time later, that psalm. I'm thinking of how far we've come. I know we still have a way to go, but reflecting on how the Lord has brought us through. And our New Testament reading today, excuse me, uh, our New Testament reading today is from chapter one of Paul's letter to the church in Rome. It's verses one to 17. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, regarding his son, who, as to his human nature, was a descendant of David, and who, through the spirit of holiness, was declared with power to be the son of God, 
by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, and for his name's sake, we received grace and apostleship to call people from among all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith. And you also are among those who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is being reported all over the world. God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness, how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you, so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift and make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among other Gentiles. I am bound both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are at Rome. I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. First for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Well, that's quite an opening to a letter, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know what you felt about that, the, 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 Paul's introduction, and as every sort of spends a short while um, talking about himself and what you know he wants to be doing, uh, he does touch on some of the major themes that he'll deal with at other times. Um, Running through this, this morning, there's, there's the gospel, the good news of Jesus, of God's plan for salvation. And Paul's very careful, isn't he, to, to point out that there's continuity from what we consider the Old Testament, the scriptures for first century Jews. Um, that God's plan runs all the way through and the, I suppose, the Old Testament points forward. To Jesus and the universal nature of God's love that that God's love is accessible to absolutely everybody I wondered what to what to talk about there's so much there but sitting under those major themes were just a few things that that grabbed my attention as I was reading and so 
I hope you'll forgive me and understand if I perhaps move away from those really big themes, which you know we, we always come back to. Um, but just touch on a couple of other things that, that can impact, I think, our daily lives. And the first thing is, um, in verse 8, when Paul says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you. Being thankful, giving thanks to the Lord for the life and faith of others. Um, Paul so often does that. He may have something to talk to people about, something specific, an issue that's arisen or a problem that needs to be solved, but he's constantly giving thanks for others and for their faith. And that's something that we can learn from, isn't it? When we pray, giving thanks for each other and for our journey of faith. And that links with the second point, which is to do with prayer. In verse 9, and this, this actually Paul repeats several times. Um, he says, Yes, uh, God, whom I serve with my whole heart in preaching the gospel of his Son, is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. And Paul repeats that about uh, wanting to come to Rome. And let's remember that, that this was going into the heart of the superpower. The, the city, the administration that ruled the whole of the Mediterranean area at this point. Um, and right there in the heart of it was a, a growing Christian community. It may not have been very big when Paul wrote, but they were living right under the noses of the Roman authorities, of the emperor who was called the son of God because he was descended from Divus Julius, from divine Augustus. The Romans had said that, that Augustus was divine. And there's quite a, um, a counterpoint there, isn't it? That these, this empire and the small growing church On one side, calling their ruler the Son of God. On the other side, worshipping the one and only Son of God. It's quite a contrast there. And Paul was keen to arrive in Rome. And he prayed. Um, and he did get to Rome, of course. And it, this is what struck me as I, as I read it. That when we pray... We have to be prepared that God will answer us, but not necessarily, perhaps, the way we expect. I'm sure that when Paul prayed about getting to Rome, he didn't necessarily expect that he'd be going there as a prisoner. But then, having gone there as a Roman citizen and a prisoner, having appealed to the emperor, he'd have the chance 
to speak before the emperor. So God takes opportunities uh, and brings them along to us at, at really unexpected moments in response to prayer. And the, you know, that we have to be prepared for that. That the answer that we get may not be quite what we wanted, but as a result, there may be opportunities for us. And just finally, the third thing that, that struck me uh, is, I find it difficult to put this into words, the mutuality of Christian life. There we are, the mutuality of Christian life. In verse 12, um, Paul says that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. There's a humility there, isn't there? That Paul, the apostle coming to Rome to minister to the believers in Rome, was also looking to the ministering that those believers would do to him. That we need to be mutually supportive and encouraging. And that does apply to our leaders, doesn't it? I think so often we can think, well, yeah, the leader, that's great. He's the one or she's the one who takes us along, who looks after us. But we also need to minister back to our leaders. So those three little things occurred to me this morning. And they may strike a chord with you. And they're things that I'm sure we do all the time. But it's good occasionally just to take a moment to remind ourselves the importance of prayer, the importance of giving thanks for each other, the importance of supporting each other in our journey. Amen. And so we come to our time of prayer this morning. And as ever, we'll, we'll leave time for you to, if you have any prayer requests that you'd like to make, um, to pop them into the comments box and we'll we'll go through as many as we can in the time that we have so shall we pray almighty and everlasting god we thank you that you have brought us safely to the beginning of this day keep us from falling into sin or running into danger Order us in all our doings, and guide us to do always what is righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And keep us, good Lord, under the shadow of your mercy in this time of uncertainty and distress. Sustain and support the anxious and fearful, and lift up all who are brought low.
So Lord, this morning we continue to pray for our friends. Bob Carkett, Irene Bowles and Deirdre Torrens as, um, as they continue their journey. We pray for your presence and your love and your support and your healing for all of them, Lord, and for any others who are known to us. Lord, we do pray with Don that Irene can come home and may that happen soon, Lord. We do thank you for Don and Irene, for their faith and their commitment, Lord. And pray that you'll walk with them just at the moment and bring resolution to this present situation. And Lord, we pray for the, uh, the people who were involved in that awful accident in Italy over the weekend when the cable car crashed. Pray for the families who have lost loved ones. May they know the comfort of your love, Lord, at this really difficult time for them. Lord, we continue to pray for that continuing situation in Israel. We thank you that a ceasefire was able to be arranged, Lord, and um, although I think there were some infractions, do pray that, that the process that enables both sides to withdraw from conflict will continue. And that a permanent solution can be found, Lord. And Lord, as a new variant of the coronavirus makes its appearance in the country, we do pray for um, our members of parliament and our government for wisdom as they seek to find ways to to keep this under control. And we give you thanks, Lord, for all those people who are working so hard to keep the population safe. We extend that beyond this country, Lord, to, to all countries of the world. This is truly a global issue. And pray for those countries where uh, the, the virus is running perhaps almost out of control, Lord, where 
um, infection rates are still so high. We give you thanks, Lord, that you have brought us so far, that you are leading us through this crisis. And pray that in, in due course, Lord, that it will be over, that we will be freed from all restrictions, But in the meantime, Lord, that everybody will take responsibility for their own well-being and for the welfare of others. And so, Lord, we offer you our prayers today, rejoicing in your comfort and knowing that nothing can separate us from your love in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. So the Lord bless us and preserve us from all evil, and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. So thank you for being with us this morning. Our morning prayer continues each morning this week. And so finally, uh, whatever you're doing today, stay safe and be well. And let us go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. <laughs>